All right. Hello, Idiots on Parade, the Too Ugly for TV podcast. Hi, Jake. How's it going? All is well here, except, uh, I'm not going to lie, I am slightly concerned by a news article that dropped five hours ago. Actually, a, uh, well, it's news, but it's also a, uh, an opinion piece, or I, I don't know what you'd call it. Uh, um, basically, Conan O'Brien wrote a piece that is getting picked up by the media about a lawsuit filed against him and his show. And uh, Really? Yeah, it's 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 been ongoing for several years. Um, four years ago, according to the the piece, um, in July of 2015, Robert Alexander Caseberg accused uh, Conan O'Brien and his writers of stealing from his blog and Twitter feed for jokes used on his show, and he sued them. And the thing that has me uh, sort of nervous, or not nervous, I'm not sure. I don't like what happened. Conan settled. Uh, he was fighting for four really? years, and then he finally settled. And he wrote a very interesting piece that said a lot of truth. And the, the sad thing is, is at the end of the piece, when he says that I want to just end this because four years of legal battles, it just becomes too much. Sure. The, the long and the short of it is, um, the guy that sued him, sued him over, a jo- the only joke that's listed, he said he sued him over four or five jokes. And the only joke that was listed was one that said, uh, hey, the Patriots just won the Super Bowl, Tom Brady was named MVP, and he wins a truck, and in year- and he gave it to Pete Carroll. And do you remember that Super Bowl? No. Okay, that's the Super Bowl. I, I-, I knew exactly what. First of all, Tom Brady is well known uh, for giving away gifts when he gets named MVP. Like, he'll give it to the uh, wide receiver that caught uh, a winning touchdown pass or a running back that, you know, gained 100 yards in the Super Bowl. He does this all the time. He, he wins a truck, okay. and then he gives it to a player. Well, that's the Super Bowl where the Seahawks, uh, with, like, 15, 20, 30 seconds, something outrageous, left, were on the Patriots, say, two or three or four-yard line, two-yard line, something like that, and instead of handing it to Marshawn Lynch, who was in his prime at the time, beast mode, they uh, called a pass play, and it got intercepted, and the Patriots won the Super Bowl. So the joke was, Brady wins MVP and gives it to the coach of the Seahawks. That's kind of a fucking easy one to write, though. Like, not to talk shit about this guy, but that's not a super... Um, you know, it's it's that's the thing about doing topical stuff is you know linear trains of thought that I could I could now I haven't seen these other jokes so maybe if it's like a bunch of them if yeah if it's like five of them within a week and they're that close maybe but it's not I could see two people writing that is is what I'm saying and that's what has me pissed because apparently all the jokes are exactly like that and Conan. In his in his essay, he discusses um, he he lists a joke that he said Letterman Leno both told the same joke, uh, which was Dan Quayle has um, announced that he will not be running for president in 1996. However, he did not rule out running in 1997. He said it was a simple joke. It was an easy joke. Dan Quayle is dumb joke, and they both made it. I my buddy Brian Irwin. Full. I full well remember him telling me one day that he. Shit. Was- hey, real, real quick, man. I gotta. I, I. We're gonna have to take a break, man. I gotta. I gotta switch to my girlfriend's computers because you're cutting out really bad. Like I can't hear what you're saying. Go. There was a little Spanish flea, a record star. He thought he'd be. He heard of singers like Beatles, the Chipmunks he's seen on TV. 
Why not a little Spanish flea? And so he's here. Inside a dog. All right. So, a uh, quick uh, technical difficulty interruption. So, um, he posts, Conan talks about how all the jokes were basically topical jokes, which means so many people are going to come up with them. And then, because they had four years to uh, examine this problem, he talks about, he discusses what my writers and I didn't know when we were writing our Pete Carroll joke is there were 30 other, four other people on Twitter doing it. One of them sued him. Then he claimed we stole four other jokes, though we had proof that one of them was written prior to his posts. So Conan went on TV, told a joke, then that guy wrote a joke and tweeted it several days later, and he's still suing Conan for that joke. Yeah, that one he can kind of go fuck himself with. And that's why I don't think Conan should have settled, because this is... I mean, this opens the door to anybody saying, oh, you stole from me, and trying to file a lawsuit. And Conan, at the end of it, says... You know, after so many years and legal fees, it just gets to be too much. The thing is, if you are getting sued and you win, the other person has to pay your legal fees. Because if he's just standing on no footing, if he's like, right. I'm going to sue because fuck you, I wrote these tweets. I think I, I don't like I don't like what Conan did. I think he should have followed through and fought and. I mean, if he can prove I, that I, it's common thread thinking. Yeah. I mean, I see. I see it both ways. Like, I, yeah. From from what this this says and what you've told me with these jokes, yeah, it's, it sounds like it's just kind of a, a coincidence, parallel thinking. You know what I mean? Oh, Trump's trying to get uh, Mexico to 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 pay for. Or, well, Trump's trying to build a wall on on the border of Mexico. Who's going to build the wall? You know what I mean? Like who's going who's going to get hired to build the wall? Like that premise I've heard about a thousand times. You know, right? And, so, and that's one actually. If you remember, made the Joe Rogan confronts Mencia tape that went viral. Yeah. Well, and, and I remember thinking that at the time because they said, "Mencia, you stole this joke about Mexicans building the wall." Right. And I was thinking, I've I've heard twenty people tell that joke. Now, yeah, that that specific one, sure. But I mean, I've I kind of believe Joe Rogan with a lot of that shit because I've I've oh, heard so him, do I. him talk about with other people on his podcast about how Carlos Mencia would be bringing people on on stage and do their closing bit in front of them as he's bringing them up, shit like that, you know. No, I but I also think that something like that is so pervasive that that yeah. I mean Rogan is not Rogan, I'm sorry. I like Rogan. Uh, Mencia is such, such a simple-minded buffoon that that is absolutely something he could have thought up on his own. Right. Because that's about his level of thinking is something that's so um this how do I put it? happened quote air quotes to me once where I don't even remember the joke. It involved 72 virgins. That's all I remember. Remember when 72 virgins was the popular topic? Yeah, yeah. I, I wrote a joke about 72 virgins that you can probably still find on my YouTube page. And um, a little while later, I saw it on uh, the show Rescue Me with Dennis Leary. Yeah. Now, I will tell you, when I saw it on Rescue Me with Dennis Leary, my first thought was not, ooh, I need to sue Dennis Leary. Right. My first thought was... I need to drop that from my act. You know what? It is kind of, I don't yeah, want to say hack, exactly. but I've thought the same thing, pervasive. you know, yeah. with things in the past. Yeah, and so... There's the tons of bits I hear you do where I'm like, Timmel needs to drop this from his act. What the fuck is it? 
So that's I just I I I don't know. No, I, but the seventy-two versions one. I used to do one that I'm I'm sure other people have done it. You know, I I've done one where the I don't remember how it went, but it was the premise of it was um, uh, female suicide bombers uh, getting stuck with seventy-two awkward guys. You know, who are into comic books and shit. You know what I mean? And like. Do, do do women get seventy two virgins too, and that that wouldn't be appealing at all to a woman, you know? You want to hear something funny? Huh? That's exactly what my joke was, and that's yeah. what was on Rescue Me. That's it's, it's exactly fucking, right. I'll bet I'll bet a thousand fucking people have, have gotten on stage and, and said that premise, you know? Yeah, I, I now that you say it, I remember my punch. Like I couldn't remember exactly what it was until you said it. But my punchline was something about how you know, oh, that's what a woman wants is seventy-two chances to be unsatisfied by guys that come too quick or something like that. But it's the exact same thing. Yeah, and I, I had one about um, incel suicide bombers blowing them. And this was a little more recent. Uh, like anytime there would be some kind of weird incel bombing or a threat or just a weird terrorist blooper i tie it to the incel guys and it was something along the lines of um the incel terrorists are the most pathetic because like say what you want about the guys in isis at least they have 72 women who are contractually obligated to fuck them in heaven these poor incels are blowing themselves up for 72 women who want nothing to do with them (laughs) just getting shit shit talked underneath a a burqa and then what no it was an act out yeah, no, the second the fuse goes off, they're just getting instantly shit-talked by women underneath Burkas going, You suck! You're a loser! We're waiting for ISIS, Kyle! There's 73... Ver- no, what is it? Oh, it ends with... There's a slight act out, and then it ends with, There's 73 virgins in this room, because you're a loser. Yeah. No, that one, and, you know, I'm sure someone's done that same premise, you know? I'm sure it's been done before. Making fun of the incels and comparing them to ISIS and using the virgin things. These guys are virgins, you know? And so, like, yeah, I, I'm sure that premise has been done. Now, admittedly, um, it's probably done better than me stumbling over and trying to remember what my joke was, you know? and um, But not when at the time when I was doing it, when it was tight. Then I was just going to say, when you were firing on all cylinders, I bet it was rocking. When, when, sorry, my cunty dog, I couldn't hear what you said. Shut up, Samson! Stop arguing. <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> I, I, I couldn't. I, I your dog stepped. My dog stepped on your joke. <laughs> no, you I said? didn't make a joke. I praised no. you. I said uh, I'm sure that when you were firing on all cylinders, it was a solid joke. Oh yeah, but that's gonna... why. When the the longer you do comedy, and I think I can't remember if this was Carlin, but I know Pryor did it. The longer you do comedy, the deeper you dig into yourself, so that you're not doing these, you know, quick observational or news jokes that are basically egg timer jokes right, because nobody right. wants to be doing a Dan Quayle joke uh, five years later. It's like, I remember full well working with a comic in, uh, oh, fuck, somewhere in the 2000s. I don't remember exactly when, 2001, 2003, and he was doing O.J. Simpson jokes, and I just sat there staring at him going, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. And he even brought it up like, hey, everybody, remember O.J. Simpson? Oh, that was a crazy case. And then he did the bit. Here's a topical bit from fucking 10 years ago. How could you not write a new joke in five years? But that's why, you know, the deeper you get when you dig into yourself, you talk about your life. That way, I mean, people have similar experiences. But if you were telling something that happened between you and your wife or your kids, like I have a I have a bit. It's pretty long. It's like 10 minutes um, talking about the time my daughter 
walked in on my wife and I having sex. Now, is that an original premise? People get caught having sex all the time. But my take on it is my take. And that is what, you know, if you call, if I saw someone doing it, right. I would full well recognize my jokes. I can't say that premise is mine. Right, right. But I know which, you know, the personal experiences, the, the beats, the, the, the events as they unfolded in my bedroom are mine. So the premise right. is, is generalized, but the experience is personal. And that's where comedy needs to be on the stage. Otherwise, yeah, everyone could sue everyone because, you know, when the, the, all the jokes are just basically pretty simple. Well, yeah, and, and that's not to say that there's not something to do in topical stuff, too. I'll still do a bit of that, but it's it's more of stuff that, like, it's it's usually stuff to kind of go at the front of my set that I know I'm not going to keep for that long. Right, and right. there is there is a skill to kind of sharpening that short sword to do that quick witty topical stuff to where it's like oh but it, it, it are seven other people that they've seen if they've been watching comedy all week gonna have this fucking bit you know what i mean like I, i'm gonna try to the goal then is like i want to try to find an angle or, or a way of phrasing stuff to where it's 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 unique and it jumps out at people but that's why i don't tend to do a lot of trump shit because it's it's like this like, you know how many people are going to be doing trump stuff fucking a lot so I'm I'm up against that. The fact that a people are talking about it, so it might be drilled into the ground, depending on the show I'm on. And then b have they done that premise, man? Because a lot of his stuff is topical and, and all that. So um, y- you know, it's you you really do do kind of run the risk of either telling people a bunch of shit they they're tired of hearing about or um, throwing out the same premise as somebody else. You know. Yeah, and i I can't give you a I can't give you a specific example, but I do know for a fact that I have heard the same joke on the Daily Show and then on Weekend Update or on Colbert, and it's not the exact same wording, but it's the exact same joke. It's the exact same Pete Carroll, Tom Brady truck joke. It's just, yeah, you know, different right. phrasing, but. Where so, like I have several minutes on Game of Thrones that I'm doing, and I, I'm gonna be sad when this season ends, and I'm gonna have to take that bit down to the river, like the end of Old Yeller, and stick a shotgun at his mouth and fucking put it down. But uh, I, you know, at least the first part of it anyway, about how I normally hate the fantasy genre because of the stupid like inconsistencies with magic and the technology they have, like. I, you know, I'm sure there's probably people that have done that premise before. So I, you know, but the the jokes are mine. But if I heard someone doing a similar one to that, I, I wouldn't think that they stole my shit. Yeah, I have a joke right now. Oh, by the way, you don't have to take it down to the river and shoot it in the mouth because you, you could just be like that comic I worked with, the you know, 15 years ago just uh hey everybody remember game of thrones just keep doing it for 20 years yeah that's People true don't care. <laughs> and and i can maybe tie it to other like fantasy type movies that come out some of it you know i can just sort of mention game liking game of thrones because we you know the first like third of the bit is just about the fantasy genre in general and me shitting on it so that I mean that's that's always going to be there. There's always going to be some fucking seventeenth Lord of the Rings prequel that they're making for some reason when the hobbits were zygotes and you, you know now I'm getting to see their ultrasounds or whatever stupid shit they want to make. <laughs> well, I have the same thing going right now. Is uh, 
uh, it's funny because I've been asking audiences if they know who Marie Kondo is, and a lot of people say no. And it's funny that, you know, two months ago when her show hit Netflix, it was the biggest goddamn yeah. thing everywhere. Yeah. People were talking about Marie Kondo, Marie Kondo this, Marie Kondo that. And I'm already asking audiences, hey, who, do you know who Marie Kondo is? But the bit I do on her is more about my dad. Like I say, I, my bit is I want Marie Kondo to meet my dad. So it's a yeah. combination of my dad and who he is as a person and then Marie Kondo. And there's probably someone out there doing something similar. Sure. But the way I keep it honest is by not just like Marie Kondo, she's crazy, huh? Uh, does this spark joy? I right. say that, but I that's not the bit. See, that's the difference between a personal bit and a topical bit is when the end-all, be-all is just talking about the moment, mm, Marie Kondo's pretty hot, does this spark joy? <laughs> There's yeah. no joke there, it's just air. But when you try and relate it to your father, as I do, um, my dad's a hoarder, and that's what I talk about, is is you know Marie Kondo asking if my dad's stacks of newspapers from the 1990s spark joy, and so on and so forth. Yeah, yeah. Or like, I mean, I do stuff about old movies here and there that, I mean, yeah, they're bits about the movie, but in terms of how it relates to today, it's not just talking about the, the premise of the movie as if it just came out yesterday. Does that make sense? It does. So the long and the short of it is I personally wish... Conan would have fought um, and and fought the good fight well. I I I'm, I hear you. I agree. I I get why he didn't do it. I just I wish. I just think it sets a horrible precedent that people can sue and get settlements if they want. Like ooh, if, if yeah, just I hear you. Easily. But then again, I I wasn't dealing with the lawyers and stuff. And I mean, if if there is a way, I know generally speaking, if you just flat out lose a case. The other person pays for your legal fees, but it, it, if there is any wiggle room there, they're going to be like, oh, the massive corporation that is behind Conan can deal with the lawyers, whereas this this guy who's like a road comic, basically, we're going to kind of, you, you know what I mean? We're not going to make him pay for NBC. This is how little I know about network TV. Conan's on NBC? Uh, TNT? TNT. All right. Either T- TV, TBS, TBS. TBS. Okay. So one e- of the two. TBS and e- TNT. I, I I can see a judge not really wanting to make a road comic pay for TBS's legal fees by selling T-shirts with some of his punchlines on it. You, you know what I mean? In 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 Wisconsin. That uh, I do, but I I I could also see a judge saying, "I'm going to use you as a fucking uh, benchmark, a lesson." Against people filing frivolous bullshit lawsuits. This is what happens when you file an asshole lawsuit. You have to pay. Yeah, but that's, no, that, that judge would it. really have to have it in for that guy, man. And unless that judge is a huge comedy fan, which judge, they they, they don't strike me as the um, you know comedy club wanting to laugh at dick joke types. You know, so I I think it's just going to be one of those. You know, if, if you're looking at it from like a lawyer's point of view who's not really into comedy and doesn't really know that much about jokes and the craft and hasn't uh you know heard similar premises before and going oh fuck you man yeah prior had a similar one too uh, maybe priors the state should sue you you know what i mean like th- that isn't sitting there thinking about that because most people aren't comedy snobs the, the people who are upset about this are comedy snobs right these are lawyers who are just reading word for word what the joke is 
and trying to figure out, is this plagiarism? Now, I'm not saying that they would rule in this guy's favor. I'm just saying that they, they probably wouldn't, but they wouldn't see this as some egregious, uh, frivolous lawsuit necessarily either. Does that make sense? It does, and keep going, because you're, you're sparking a memory in me. Because it, I, to me, it's, it's making me think of, like, they don't really have a dog in a fight, the lawyers, and they're just more technical about like what's on the paper and it's maybe they would maybe look at it almost like a divorce court where it's like yeah unless there's some fucking crazy like cheating or domestic abuse it's gonna be like well you know it's two people and yeah they couldn't work through their differences and we should we should be fair to both parties and try to try to resolve this you, you does that make sense it does, and what you made me think of was, do you remember uh, when John Fogarty got sued for plagiarizing John Fogarty? No, that was probably, did he have to pay the lawyers twice? He actually won, no, uh, the record company sued him, because as is the case with many uh, recording artists, he did not own the rights to some of the early Creedence Clearwater Revival songs. And so when he went off as a solo artist and started um, releasing his own music, uh, the old record label sued him and said, hey, this John Fogarty song sounds a lot like a Creedence, a CCR song that John Fogarty wrote, that you wrote. He, basically, it, this, the record company said, you stole your own riff and we want to sue you for the money. Wow. Uh, for the royalties. Now, he won. He won that lawsuit, which is why I hear you when you say that they're, they're not in it for the intricacies. But I think if you, you get down with the lawyers and you talk about wording, a case like this is winnable. I, I don't think you need to be a comedy nerd because John Fogarty, if I remember correctly, actually put his guitar, brought his guitar up on uh, out of the stand sure. and played both songs or sang both melodies. He did something. Um, the songs were Run Through the Jungle and Old Man Down the Road. And, yeah, he, 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 uh, he, he played both songs and discussed the songwriting process in court. And I'm not, I'm not saying that they would lose the the lawsuit again but i i'm saying that john fogarty being sued by john fogarty's estate is a, a, a million times more ridiculous than this guy suing conan over a patriots joke you know what i'm saying like as as an outsider who doesn't know music that well i can be like oh yeah that's fucking ridiculous whereas i think if i didn't know comedy that well this one wouldn't immediately jump out to me as bullshit like it does now. Does that make sense? It does, but then it goes to what Conan said. If they show, okay, he's suing us for this joke, except we aired our version of it on November 17th, and he tweeted his version on November 19th. Why is he suing us? Right, that one's I mean, clearly that, insane. That right. one, that one's... But I'm yeah. saying that they, then that punches a hole in everything the guy is saying, and it sure. sort of exposes him as being a guy that's just filing a lawsuit for the sake of filing it. And, and you know what? He probably wasn't filing it for the sake of filing it. He's probably sort of a self-righteous dick that does think he wrote these jokes. You know, his ego is out of control. And and the the Conan piece, Conan's ego is right. very small. He's very humbled. He's very forthright in parallel writing or similar thinking. 
and doesn't claim. He said, you know, I trust my writers. They wrote these jokes. It's very difficult to write original topical material. I know they didn't steal them, but I know a similar easy joke when I hear one. And that's what, you know, when, you, when you're churning out jokes. So I think the guy that filed the lawsuit is just an egotistical dick. No, I think so too. I'm just saying I I could see where from the lawyer side they'd be like, "Oh, well, if we draw this out enough, we'll win the case, but we won't win it by enough that a judge isn't going to feel a little bit bad for a road comic compared to one of the biggest um and highest paid comics in 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 the country Actually, and like most famous." You know what I'm saying? You said that earlier. I don't even think the guy's a road comic. I think he's just a guy that tweets I think he was just suing. I don't. He's not a comic, according to yeah. the article. Yeah, and I, I mean, whatever he does, he's a he's an Instagram uh, influencer that sends people to Fire Island to get bit in the dick by mosquitoes and, and, and robbed <laughs> by Ja Rule. Like whatever, whatever his fucking day gig is with make, making shit that makes people laugh. He's not getting paid nearly as much as Conan, and he certainly doesn't have as much money as the network behind Conan that's going to be dishing this out in the end. And so I, I think that the judge is going because what do you know what state this took place in? Especially if it's a fucking California. Really, oh, California. dude, yeah, yeah. San they, Diego. The guy lives in San Diego, and Conan's in Hollywood. I here's the thing about super blue states like that: they really are big on the big evil corporation pays for everything, even if it's not necessarily in in the wrong. You know what I'm saying? Like they're not. If this was Texas, they'd tell him to go fuck himself, and they would uh, execute him even though he's mentally ill. They wouldn't care. They wouldn't care. They don't care that this guy's going to be like, not only ain't you paying Conan, you're crazy enough that we're going to kill you. We're going to kill you, strapping you up to old Sparky. Don't care. And they'd watch that uh, John Oliver episode he just did on lethal injection, and they're like, good, we want it to be inhumane. We hope it hurts. You're a dick. And they would just pump him full of pain. I, I would agree with you, except for the fact that Hollywood really protects its own. I mean, Hollywood, Hollywood protects is its own. But good I'm, this at is yeah, its own. and and I hear that, but I mean, the legal system it it tends to it tends to err on the side of little guys in in small states. And if you don't believe me, um, move into an apartment in in, in New York, which is a. a, a, a very liberal state as well. Uh, sign a lease, legally move in, and then just stop paying rent. See how long it takes to for them to kick you out. You'll be able to pass it down to your fucking grandkids, man. <laughs> oh God, that's what a horrible fucking. Uh, and I'm a left leaning right. guy, but yeah, they go. They, they kind of go. The, I'll say they swing too far in, in the in the opposite direction of help with the little guy, which I like to err on that side when it comes to this sort of thing. But yeah, so I I would see from a lawyer's point of view in California where they're like the judge is not going to make um, Jimmy tweets a lot fucking pay NBC's legal fees or whoever he's with. Well, if I were a judge, goddamn it, I would. I know, but we're not judges. Well, we should be. Goddamn we should it. be. I think we should be. I think we should be co-furers. You know what I'm saying? I think we should be in charge of all this shit. We'd fix it all tomorrow. Well, I uh, I sent you an article uh, moving on, changing gears, and I sent you. I don't want to say the wrong one quote, but I didn't send you the clickbaity one, which is where I first uh, this next story. I saw a beautiful clickbait headline which was oh they always are it's everything a clickbait headline was supposed to do it it instilled wonder and fear and panic because when i saw the headline it was uh airplane quarantine bubonic plague is back two dead 
And I'm like, oh my god, two people dead, bubonic plague. That did it, was did the it black blame uh, Hillary Clinton and Barack Hussein Obama? Because if so, it's one of the clickbaits that got us our current president. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I clicked this article talking about the return of the black plague. That how many people did it wipe out? A third of the population in Europe back in the day. Yeah. And uh, so uh, th- this couple turned out it was more like a beige plague at best. <laughs> well, it's not even a plague. What happened was, so the, the bubonic plague, uh, what happened was it was spread by fleas, if you remember. Uh, fleas would just, sure. you know, bite people and spread the plague. Yeah, well, I've had this fleas. Was, I hate those fucking things. This was uh, two of the stupidest people on the face of the planet, on the face of the earth, two of the dumbest motherfuckers ever to exist, went to Mongolia because they heard that if you eat... Uh, raw marmot that it had health benefits Wait, and it would make you marmots? stronger and more vital and sexual prowess and all this. Is that like and a rodent? They, it's a rodent. It looks like a fucking woodchuck. Wow. So they go to Mongolia, kill a woodchuck, eat it raw. Raw woodchuck was John Fogarty's best album, and I think he totally <laughs> should have been able to write every song on that. Best thing he ever did. The husband and wife reportedly ate the kidney, gallbladder, and stomach uh, this is a, a type of large squirrel found in the region, and they got bubonic plague from eating raw, diseased meat and died, and so they had to quarantine. And die. So it was just this beautiful clickbait headline, like, oh my God, what happens if that airplane lands and the bubonic plague spreads and yeah. it's like 12 monkeys? And it just turns out it's two assholes that decided to eat raw squirrel. And yeah. in my humble opinion kind of deserve to die. Fuck them. This, yeah, this is the internet making people evolve back into the dark ages. You know what I'm saying? They're, they're like, listen, we could use this information to watch TED Talks, or we could use it to watch InfoWars. And that's the route they went, man. They they were... I, I would love if this is how the real-life movie outbreak started. You know, the real-life version of that is, you right. know, we, we, the, the movie had this, like, sort of, you, you know, uh, rational, like, oh, well, you know, it was, it was a, 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 a pet store that, well, it didn't, it didn't go through all the proper paperwork. And it's like, no, it's two crazy fucking rednecks that had just it, it come out of their basement, like, I heard if we ate raw monkey, it would make me fuck better. So I ate a raw monkey, and now the whole country is dying <laughs> and turning into zombies. And I'm fucking even worse. No, it was in vain. Well, the scary news is uh, they they quarantined the airplane because um, the plague can be spread swiftly past two other people through airborne droplets. So if they had sneezed or coughed, they could have infected others. So not only are they dumb fuck rednecks that thought eating a squirrel would be a good idea, then they really literally could have spread the plague by getting on an airplane uh, full of the disease and then coughing and sneezing and infecting others so again they're dead and fucked oh they did die yeah i i missed that yeah and that's the thing i don't i don't i'm never happy about that when stupid people do stupid things and 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 die but like i'm also not sad about it i yeah it's there 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 have been greater tragedies because i think people go too crazy with the term deserve to die i mean i don't think being stupid makes you deserve to be killed uh, but it yeah, you 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 caused your own death. You you were the causation for your demise, and so it's less sad than, let's say, um, you know, a humanitarian worker getting pancreatic cancer. 
<laughs> wow, I was going to say less sad than, you know, your random anybody getting in an auto accident, but you you really took it, uh, you notched it up there a level. No, and that's fair. Uh, in fact, I will say that them that I'm not happy about this, and it is sad, but it is um, less sad even than the time that I got chlamydia. Uh, you know what I mean? It's just, <laughs> it, it is, and I was fine. I took some penicillin, I was good. And, um, well, no, because I also got that by uh, fucking a marmot, so... Uh, I guess it's similar. It's right up there with that. But the marmot consented, if correct? Yeah, let's go with that. Uh, <laughs> it was uh, dirty talking me with sign language. Uh, it was a very smart. That marmot was hanging out with Jane Goodall and uh, signed very well. No, it's a rodent. It just it, it it seduced you by dancing like the gopher in Caddyshack. That's what it did. Oh yeah, that was a different animal. I fucked. I'm sorry. I keep getting them mixed up. Uh, yeah. Both of them did give me chlamydia, though, so very similar stories. Well, speaking of stupid people and going back in time and info wars, um, an unvaccinated teen who sued over school ban got chicken pox. I mean, that's just what... Now, here's the thing. that That's funny I hope he was the itself. nephew of the people that ate the marmot and died. <laughs> <laughs> and the so cats in the cradle and the silver spoon. That's funny in and of itself, where this kid uh, gets banned from the high school basketball team because he won't get vaccinated, and then the next thing, he gets chicken pox, which I got chicken pox as a kid. Well, to be fair, and- that coach is a genius, because that's what I used to do when I would coach college basketball. I would get some fucking hippie that didn't vaccinate their kid, and he was kind of tall, and I'd be like, hey, unvaccinated kid, go up there and check people. And all the other kids in their schools, they knew. They were like, oh, my God, I don't want to touch this guy. I might get fucking smallpox. I might get the plague. And they would, he would just go up there, and, and he would he could screen out anybody because they didn't want to touch him. They were scared of him. <laughs> he would part the defense like the Red Sea. Oh, yeah. It was great. And, and they would, <laughs> they would, they, they all, he was the best player. He was our MVP, man. The, 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 the students would chant for him. It'd be like, anti-vaxxers, dun, dun, dun. And it was, uh, yeah, he was famous for that. Then they banned us. That's not a bad idea. Well, here's here's the thing. I uh, let me let me state flatly and for the record that I have uh, an IQ relative to that of a turnip. I am not a smart man. That said, even I understand um, that with chickenpox, the younger you get it, quote the better. If you get chicken pox as a five or six year old, it's bad. It's not good, but it's better than getting it as an eighteen year old. It's better. Like it's not even called chicken pox when you're adult. They, an adult, they call it shingles, and it's yeah. very damaging to you. So, a dumb fuck here doesn't want to get vaccinated. And I, I'm not making fun here, but this is the truth because Jesus, uh, he's it's a big Christian thing, and apparently Jesus doesn't like vaccinations according to his family. Um, he gets the chicken pox at age 18, which is not good, but then the, the, the next day the story is his dad says that's a good thing. He says uh, the best thing to do is to get chicken pox to become immune. Yeah, except that's not how it works because you can get chicken pox as a kid and then get the shingles as an adult. What, what backward-ass dumb fuck thinking is this where getting the disease is better than the vaccination. My worry with all these stupid Jesus hated vaccination needles more than he hated nails. Uh, that was in, on page six. But where are they in the Jesus hates nails and uh, vaccinations or gays? Where does, who does he hate the most? Oh, uh, um, that's, that's, a, that's a toss up, man. Probably, probably a gay guy that works in a hospital, I, I think is his least favorite. 
Um, here's where I worry that we're going with all of this is this is an absurd premise, but I'm going to go with it anyway because I could see it. My worry is that say tomorrow, say tomorrow, and we are recording on, uh, is it Thursday, May 9th? Yeah, it's Thursday, yeah. May 9th. Uh, say on Friday, May 10th, 2019, year of our Lord, someone comes out and says, hey, I have cured cancer. I have the cure. Uh, people with cancer can take this pill and it'll go away. And then I have a vaccination that will cure cancer. Don't listen to big government's propaganda. They're just trying to convince us we should be pumping ourselves with those harmful chemicals and that the earth is round. It's bullshit. No, no, not right away. My worry is that 20 years from now, because that's what it is with vaccinations. My worry is when you forget how bad they are, 20 years from now, people, dumb fucks, complete idiots will be saying, well, cancer is just part of the natural life cycle. The body used to fight it off. Because that's that's what they're doing with this shit. All right, here's here's what we do. We convince, we, okay, we, we, we cure cancer. That's step one. Uh, we, we then convince all Playboy models and celebrity game show hosts uh, to, 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 to read pamphlets on how this is a good thing. And, and we are going to use those. We're, we're going to use their marketing to our benefit and not our We not get out in detriment. front of it, you're saying. Yes. Instead of waiting until the Playboy Bunny says it's bad, we get out in front. I yes. like the way you think. And we, we pay the Playboy Bunnies to pose with our cancer pills. This is genius. It would, uh, and you already mentioned this earlier, but it would be a way of using the fire festival promotion for good. For good, you get the influencers yes. and the models to work for good. Jake, I like the yes, way you, you think. fight fire with F Y E R fire. That's right. <laughs> All right. Before we get out of here, Jake, do you have anything you want to say? Um. Yeah, anything I want to say, I about? think I'm one of seven people that liked both Nick DiPaolo's special and Hannah Gatsby's. It's a very small Venn diagram. There's uh, there's only a few of us, but uh, yeah, I thought they were both pretty good. I haven't seen hers. Uh, the best I heard it described was as a TED Talk. I have not heard, seen his. I will say this. I thought the promotional poster for uh, Nick DiPaolo's, uh, I thought it was hilarious. It made me laugh. I, it, it I knew did. exactly it what... It was a little bit in poor taste, though, because it turned out one of those guys uh, in, in, in the Black Lives Matter shirt, it turns out he got shot. Like, he'd <laughs> been really? shot. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he... And Nick DiPaolo even apologized. He's like, hey, my oh, bad. I thought horrible. I was just grabbing stock footage. and Yeah. That is horrible, but I, I, yeah, I, I thought his poster pushed all the right buttons. I knew exactly what he was trying to do, and anybody that was offended by it, it's like, come on, he, he, this is so blatant that it's, it's so over the top that you shouldn't be offended by it because it's so outrageously in your, like he's but trying you, to you offend you. You posting about it negatively, it's just getting him the the free publicity. That's gonna, you, you know, same with Hannah Gatsby. Like, what do you? What do you do if you really don't like it? And and all the people posting negative shit about both of them, for the most part, haven't watched it. Haven't watched it at all. And the few that did were already going into it hating it so much, just because of the, like, it's politics, whatever, that they're, they're just like, I'm going to just watch this with hate goggles on and just figure out reasons to pull it apart. Now, are, are, were they both very preachy? Absolutely. Did I agree with everything or most of what they said? Nope. But there was good bits. And the Hannah Gatsby one, yeah, that was a TED Talk on like the second half. 
But the first half was punchy, dude. Like there was there was solid bits on the first half, and she even said like, yeah, the second half is gonna turn into a TED talk, and I'm not trying to do comedy anymore. Like she even says that's the route she's going. It wasn't unintentional, you know. Like it wasn't so. Um, yeah, but I it was so funny because I just I I I I hope that Nick DiPaolo and Hannah Gatsby hook up like uh spoiler alert like uh Jamie Lannister and Brienne of Tarth in in Game of Thrones. You know what I'm saying? They're the same height, they got the same haircut, same look. I I hope they have babies. <laughs> um very quickly before we do go, anyone that's uh been listening to the last 3 minutes and completely befuddled and confused hannah gatsby is i think an australian lesbian uh left wing complete left wing uh might even be transgender i have no idea no, no, she's not trans. but okay well uh take elizabeth warren and bernie sanders and then shift another 20 yards to the left and you have hannah gatsby and then uh, nick DiPaolo is uh trump's cheerleader it's like uh Imagine Sean Hannity as a as a comedian, but the guy's so funny. That's... Like I, you know, fucking funny bits are funny bits. Now, is it is it uh, preachier in some parts than than his older stuff used to be? Yeah, man. But there's still solid bits in there, and there was solid bits in Hannah Gatsby's. And everybody I've seen posting about it, it just it reeks of the same posts. Um, the negative post about Hannah Gatsby by a bunch of dude bros that didn't even bother watching the special or uh, watched five minutes and was like, no, it was just too ridiculous. I couldn't. I'm like, all right, well, then your opinion means nothing to me. <laughs> if you haven't, if you're going to sit here bitching about a special you haven't seen, you know, at least at least give it a fucking chance before you decide you you just hate everything about it. Agreed. I have no opinion because I have not seen either one. So there you go, listeners. Uh, watch both Hannah Gatsby's special. And I think it's on Netflix, and uh, Nick DiPaolo's yeah. is on YouTube. And then tell us what you think. Now the people going, oh, it's the future of comedy. It's like, woo. It's, 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 it's like the ghosts of Pryor and Carlin fucked and had a funny little baby, and that baby made this special. It's like, woo, settle the fuck down there. I said it was good. All right? Calm down. <laughs> not not the best. All right. Uh, JakeVever.com, NathanTimmel.com. Thanks for listening. Tell your friends to listen. Say nice things but about I, us. Right I've always loved Apollo. He was on Tough Crowd. And yeah, one of the one of the few like straight up right wing comics that I think is fucking hilarious. Well, there you go. All right, kids. Bye bye. Later. <laughs>